0: I do indeed have a message from the Lord. (laughs) Okay. First of all, uh, I'm just in time to say a very good morning to everyone. (laughs) Good morning. morning. (laughs) Okay. When Pastor Paul opened the service this morning, he spoke regarding restoration of Jacob. And I'm sure this morning that there are many of us who need a restoration this morning, whether it be in our health or in our spirit. And I pray that as we receive the word of God, that we shall be truly restored in body, in soul and in spirit, because God will speak to each one of us. And if we are ready and open to hear what he says, it will be for our good because he speaks to us for our good, and he speaks to us for his glory. So let's be ready, let's receive the word of God, because our God is a speaking God. Amen? Amen. Amen. The passage I'm going to look at this morning is a very familiar one. It's from the book of Genesis, chapter 28. It's regarding the same Jacob that we spoke of earlier. It's an incident in the life of Jacob. And as we go through the passage, as I said before, God will speak to each one of us. So let's be open to what he has to say. And our lives will be changed. Our lives will be transformed. There will be a change in us, to us and in our circumstances. So let's see what God will say to us. I'm reading from Genesis 28, verses 10 to 17. I'm reading from the, in the NIV. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. And he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And there above it stood the Lord. And the Lord said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you alone until I have done what I have promised you. And when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. So Jacob, he's on a journey from Beersheba to Haram, to the household of his uncle Laban in Paddan Aram, to take a wife from among the daughters of Laban. And on the way to Haram, Jacob had a dream. A stairway, a ladder resting on the earth, with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. So first of all, what does that mean? What is this stairway? What is this ladder? And what is the significance of the angels of God ascending and descending on it? First of all, it tells us that God is not distant. Neither is he remote, he is not far from us. The ladder connects the earth to heaven. It represents God's intervention into the affairs of men. God does not leave us alone. He intervenes in our lives for our good and for his glory. And the angels represent God's continual ministry to us. The angelic activity are the activity of God's servants. Remember that angels are ministers to us and for us. So the angels represent God's activity in our lives. And in our circumstances. God is never far from us. And verse 13 says. There above it. There above the stairway. Stood the Lord. And the Lord said. Remember I said earlier. God is a speaking God. He always speaks to us. And he spoke to Jacob. This was an important time in Jacob's life. He was on his way to his uncle's house to take a wife. And you remember that God had promised much to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob, and through Jacob would come a promise. And that promise could only be fulfilled through Jacob's descendants. So this was an important time. This was almost the beginning of God's purpose For Jacob. So God spoke to him. Before he entered in. The rest of his journey. The Lord says. I am the Lord. The God of your father Abraham. And the God of Isaac. Second he says. I will give you and your descendants the land. On which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. Next, he says, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you and through your offspring. Fourth, the Lord says, I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. And last, but by no means least, the Lord says, I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised to you. Amen. Let's see what that means for Jacob and what that means for us, because God not only speaks to Jacob, but he speaks to us. Verse 13, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. He says, I am the Lord. This is who I am. The Lord identifies himself. He makes himself known. He's the God of Abraham and Isaac. Every time the Lord speaks, he ad- identifies himself. He wants to know who it is who is speaking. He wants Jacob to be sure of who he is. He wants Jacob to be sure of who it is that he's speaking with him. You see, it's of the utmost importance to be sure of and to recognize the one who is speaking to you, to us. There are many people who listen to many different voices, many different words that do not come from God. So who are you listening to? Who are you paying attention to? Many Christians pay attention to many voices. There are many voices in the world, but it's important to know the source of that voice, the source of those words. Many people often listen to what it says on the internet. Some people pay more attention to what it says on the internet than they do to what it says in the word of God. There are many questions Who can quote what it says on the internet more than they can quote what it says in the Bible. That's interesting. I find that very interesting. Don't let the internet be your source of truth. Be your source of information. God speaks to us through his word. Through the Bible. The word of truth. And he speaks to us through the spirit of truth. So be very careful what you listen to. Be very careful who you listen to. Because everything that you hear is not always beneficial to you. This was an important time in the life of Jacob, as we said. And it was necessary that Jacob should hear from God. In fact, we're all on a journey, aren't we? Through life. And there are some very important times where we need to hear from God. We need to hear from God all the time, but there are some particular times that we need to hear particularly from God before we move on in our journey. And this was the situation with Jacob. Jacob needed to hear from God. As do we all. So do you recognise the voice of God? And how much time do you spend listening to him? We need to spend more time in the presence of God so that we might hear from him. Genesis twenty-eight thirteen, The Lord says to Jacob, I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. The Lord restates the promises of the covenant that he had made with Abraham and Isaac. Remember, the covenant spoke of descendants that God would give to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, and also that he would give them a land to dwelling. So the Lord is restating that promise of that covenant to Jacob. You can find examples of this in Genesis 12, the call of Abraham; Genesis 15, God's covenant with Abraham; Genesis 17, the covenant of circumcision. And Genesis 26, where the Lord restates the promises of the covenant to Isaac. Indeed, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians, for all the promises of God are in him, that is in Christ, are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. All of God's promises are assured to us and by us through Christ and in Christ to the glory of God. That's why it's so important to spend time in the presence of God, so that you might hear from God, so that you might hear what he has promised and to be assured that he will fulfill what he has promised. Do you know what God has promised to you? Maybe you need to spend more time in his presence to find out what God has promised to you and to be assured that he will fulfill what he has promised. Now, I'm sure that Jacob would have known of the promises that God had made to Abraham and Isaac. But it was through this dream that God reminded Jacob of all of these promises. And there are times when we need to be reminded of the promises of God. Sometimes life can be so hectic and so busy that it's possible to forget what God has promised to us. So let's take time to listen to God, to be in his presence, to find out what he's promised to us. Sometimes it's only when we pause our lives and that we get alone with God, into the presence of God, that he's able to remind us of everything that he's promised to us. You'll notice that Jacob was alone. There was no one with Jacob. It was only Jacob and God. And God was able to speak to Jacob in his dream. There are no distractions. Jacob was on his own. And sometimes we have to get alone to hear from God. Make it a priority. Every one of us, we need to hear from God. Because God has a destiny for each one of us. So don't be so busy with life that you don't take the time to find out what God has planned For your life, God has a plan and a purpose for each one of us, and we need need to know what that plan and purpose is. So take time out of your busy life, and may I take time out of my busy life to get into God's presence to find out His plan and His purpose for our lives. And verse 14. The Lord says, all peoples on earth will be blessed through you and through your offspring. God is continually stating the promise of the covenant that he made to Abraham and to to Isaac. And now he restates it to Jacob. And God is faithful to his word. God does not forget what he has promised. We may forget, but he never forgets. That's why he continually reminds us of what he has promised. And he will certainly fulfill what he has promised. So what has God promised to you? That's why it's important to be in his presence to be listening to his voice, to read scripture. Because we find God's promises in his word. Everything that he's promised to us, we find in scripture. That's why it's so important to spend time in his presence, reading and listening to his voice, so that we might hear from him. The Lord says all peoples on earth will be blessed through Jacob and through his offspring. And ultimately, this promise of blessing is fulfilled through Christ and in Christ. Our Lord is God's ultimate blessing, and every promise of our Father is fulfilled in Christ and through Christ you can see how important Jacob was because our Lord came through the line of Jacob so indeed all the earth all peoples have been blessed through Jacob because they have been blessed through Christ And the Lord says, God has chosen to bless you, but not only to bless you for your own sake, but that you might be a blessing to others. God not only blesses us for our own sake, but he blesses us to be a blessing to others and for others. So how much of a blessing are you to others? Or do you retain all of God's blessings for yourself or do you minister that blessing to others that's the purpose that God blesses you so that you might be a blessing to others God blesses us so that we might he might make us to be a channel and to be an instrument of blessing to others what a wonderful privilege and what an awesome responsibility The Lord continues in verse 15. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. God's promise of protection and guidance. He will watch over Jacob wherever Jacob may go. And as with Jacob, so with us, God promises to watch over us and to protect us and to guide us wherever we may go. Hebrews 13.5 tells us, because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. God's promise that he will never leave us nor forsake us is evidence of his love and of his care for each one of us. Peter tells us, cast all your anxiety, all your care on him. Why? Because he cares for you. He never leaves us alone. He never forsakes us. He loves us. And he cares for each one of us. So verse 15 says, I will bring you back to this land. I will fulfill my promise to you that I made to you and to your forefathers. God is faithful. And he will always fulfill. He will always perform what he has promised. Jeremiah 1:12 says the Lord said to me that is to Jeremiah you have seen correctly for I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled God watches over his word to see that it is performed why because the will of God is fulfilled by the word of God when God speaks his will is activated His will is manifested by his words. Genesis 1, 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And if you go through Genesis chapter 1, you will see (coughs) continually. And God said, (coughs) and there was. God creates. God operates. God works according to his word. Because God's word is the expression of his will. So whatever God says, he will perform. Verse 15 of Genesis 28. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised to you. What a word of assurance. God reassures Jacob. Regarding his continual presence and his commitment to completing and fulfilling his purpose. Doesn't the scripture say, He that began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it? Whatever purpose and plan God has for you, he will be faithful. To complete it. Let's have a look at the completion. And the fulfillment. Of God's promise. To Jacob. In Genesis 35. Jacob returns to Bethel. In other words. God brought Jacob back. To the land. That he had promised to Jacob and to his forefathers. Jacob had a very up and down journey in between the time he'd left Bethel to go to Laban's home to find a wife. He spent 20 years in Paddan Aram serving his uncle Laban and then he returned to Bethel and he had many ups and downs. Now, Jacob was an interesting character. The Bible says that Jacob means usurper. Jacob is someone who takes the place of another. I'm sorry to say this, but in, in today's language, we might call Jacob a scan artist. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. But Jacob was a schemer. He was a deceiver. Jacob deceived his father to receive the blessing of the firstborn. Jacob received, deceived his brother Esau to receive the inheritance that had come to Esau. He received the blessing and the inheritance. He also deceived his uncle Laban to enrich himself while he was in Padanaram. Jacob wasn't perfect. And... He had his ups and downs, but that didn't alter the plan of God for his life. Now we're not perfect, and certainly we do have our ups and downs. Sometimes we stray from the path, sometimes we have a difficult journey, but God is with us on our journey. He continually guides us, and the same as he did with Jacob, he will take us to the place. That he wants us to be and we will return to the place that he designed that we should be god has a plan and a purpose for each of our lives i think when i think of it both with jacob god took him from the land that he'd promised to bring him back again into the land of promise if you know that Bethel was where God had intended Jacob to be. And Bethel was his inheritance. But God took him away from that land to bring him back again. I think God wanted to do something in the life of Jacob before he could inherit the land that God had promised to him. And I believe that God wants to do something with each of us before we can fully inherit the things that he's promised to us. The same thing happened to the Israelites as well, if you remember. Abraham, Isaac and Jacob were living in the land that God had given to them. But they had to go down into Egypt, spend 400 years in Egypt, spend 40 years in the wilderness to come back to the land that God had promised to them. Sometimes God takes us on a journey. And we may wonder, what is God doing? Where is he taking us? Why is he taking us? Why are these things happening to us? But sometimes God takes us on a journey so that we may receive what he intended us to have. So be encouraged. Take heart. If the journey seems difficult for you at the moment, if you don't understand where God is taking you, if you don't understand what is happening to you, God is with you. He's continued to guide you. And he will fulfill everything that he's promised to you. So be encouraged and take heart. Wherever you may have to go, whatever you may have to do, whatever the circumstances of your life, God will bring you back again to the land that he's promised to you. God will certainly fulfill everything that he's promised to you. So Jacob returned to Bethel to the land that God had promised to him and to his forefathers. And then if we go to Joshua 13, again, Jacob's descendants didn't just walk into the land that God had promised. There was an enemy there. There were fortified cities in the land. What God had promised to them wasn't given to them on a plate. They had to pursue God's promise. They had to fight for the land. They had to engage in warfare to receive the land. But God was with them, so the victory was assured. And in Joshua 13, the land that God had promised to Jacob and to his descendants is divided amongst the descendants of Jacob. So God's promise to Jacob is fulfilled. His descendants receive the land that had been promised to them. And what God did for Jacob He will do for you. Psalm 119:89 tells us, "Your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. And Paul tells us in Thessalonians, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. What will he do? He will do what he has promised. God is faithful. And he assures us of his presence and that he will complete, that he will fulfill what he has promised. Psalm one three eight two says, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. What does that mean? It's a difficult passage. It means that God's name, his reputation, is dependent on him keeping his word. Isn't that interesting? God's reputation is dependent on him keeping his word. That's why we can always be sure that God will never fail. He will always keep his word. He has magnified his word above all his name. That is why we can be confident that he will keep his word and that he will fulfill all his promises that he has made to us. It's interesting. Have you magnified your word above all your name? Is your name, is your reputation dependent on you keeping your word? That's interesting, isn't it? Can others depend on your word? Your reputation depends on it. And God is faithful. He will certainly keep his word. He will certainly fulfill his promise. Let's go back to Genesis 28, 16 to 17. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. So Jacob had an encounter with God at Bethel. Where God spoke to him through a dream. Interesting, isn't it? It seems that God could only get through to Jacob while Jacob was asleep. (laughs) Maybe Jacob was so busy with life getting on with life but he God could only speak to him while he was asleep (laughs) hopefully that's not the same with us but anyway Bethel means house of God the place where God dwells the place of his presence and God intervened into the life of Jacob and Jacob said surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it So how is it possible to be in the presence of god and not be aware of him you wouldn't have thought that was possible but as i said jacob was on a mission he was on the way to his uncle laban's household so that he might find himself a wife now there's nothing wrong with that it's a perfectly legitimate thing for jacob to be doing But sometimes we can be so caught up with the busyness of life that we can be completely unaware of God's presence. So many things to do, so many many appointments to make, so many people to see. Sometimes we don't seem to have time for God and to be in his presence. Let's take time to pause. Let's take time to hear from God, let's take time to get into his presence. God wants to speak to us, so we need to give him time. We need to give ourselves time so that we might hear his voice. So God took the opportunity to communicate with and to make himself known to Jacob while Jacob slept. So how about you? Are you aware of the presence of God? Do you take time to get into his presence? And are you always alert to the voice of God? God wants to speak to you. God wants to make himself known to you. Because you will only hear his voice really, if you know who he is. It's important to know who it is that's speaking with you and to you. Before you get to know God's voice, you have to get to know the God who's speaking to you. You have to be prepared You have to be ready. You have to be alert so that you might be aware of him, so that you might hear him speak. As I said before, it's so important to hear the voice of God. There are many voices today. Wherever you turn, there's someone speaking. You turn on the Internet and every time you click, there is a different voice. Someone speaking to you, so many messages, and it's important to be able to determine the truth, what is truth, to recognize what's true and what's false. It's important to know and to recognize what comes from God, And what does not come from God. It's important to have a discerning spirit. And a discerning heart. That you might hear the voice of God. So let's be encouraged. God continues to speak to each one of us. And if we listen. We will hear his voice. There's so much we could say about this passage so much we can learn from the passage but what have we learned this morning what is God wants to speak to us and make himself known to us. Thirdly, God has promised to bless us. And he will certainly fulfill his promises that he's made to each one of us. But not only will God bless us. But he wants us to be a blessing to others. God is with us continually and he watches over us wherever we may go. And lastly, but by no means least, God has a plan and purpose for each one of us and he will certainly complete and fulfil that plan and that purpose in each one of us. So this morning, as we receive the word of God, let's make two positive declarations of faith. First of all, surely the Lord is in this place and I will be continually aware of his presence. And secondly, I know I am assured and I'm confident that God will complete that God will fulfill his plan and his purpose for my life. Amen. God bless you all. To God be the glory. Amen. 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 Amen.